Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Lottie, ladies and gentlemen, saints of God this morning, prayer warriors, intercessors this morning, gatekeepers, those this morning who watch out for the city that you're living in and you pray for the city surrounding areas this morning. Amen. As you continue, as we continue this morning together in spiritual harmony and unity, knowing that God looks down and he sees our unity and right there he command the blessing, even life forevermore. Amen. We are a, a many, many member body that we make up the body of Christ where there's one God ahead of the body hallelujah head of his son Jesus Jesus the head of the church and there's many many members amen that are knitly fitly rightly joined together all over the world amen and we just happen to be a small group of believers called out consecrated separated sanctified by the truth of God his word that we have come together on the creating a proud culture for God to do a counter work on all of the work that the enemy is trying to do all of his advanced on the people of God in our cities, our communities, our states, our nation. And we just bind up that spirit of murder that's still out there, man, at the hands of crooked cops shooting people in the back of the head. We bind up, render powerless, harmless, ineffective. And we pray that not only will he be put on leave with pay, but he will pay, Father, according to your justice that is right and just, Lord God. And so we thank you that there are videos to capture really what happened, Lord God, that no one can lie, Lord God, but that picture be worth a thousand words. And we're praying for with justice, Lord, appropriate justice, Lord God. We're praying that the people not riot and take the law in their own hand, but let the process play out, Lord God, as we've seen before. And we're just praying, Lord God, that it not be a cover-up, Lord God, but all of the crookedness that are in, in that wear the blue uniform, that it be exposed, Lord God, that our sons and our daughters, Lord God, will not have to live in 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 in, in, on, in land, Lord God, that they are a threat to, to to society, Lord God. And so, Father, they end up dead, Lord God, no matter what they do, Lord God. We're praying that. No no young person, especially of color, Lord God, life will be taken, Lord God, for a misdemeanor, Lord God, a minor charge, Lord God, is not merit the crime of death, Lord God, by execution, Lord God. And so, Father, we bind that spirit, run that powerless, harmless, and ineffective. We're praying for law reform, gun reform, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. And we give you praise. We give you glory. Touch the minds of these legislators that they will pass these laws, Lord God, for better background checks, oh Lord God. Even the young man, Mr. James, that was bought, Lord God, 67 years old man, 57 year old man, why is he out there, Lord God, blowing up train subways and shooting people, Lord God, just for the fun of it, but in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we bind up, Lord God, this spirit of murder, Lord God, this spirit of carelessness, in the name of Jesus, and we give you all the praise and glory and honor for your heads of protection around your people's safety and security, Lord God, in all these places, oh Lord God, hallelujah, we bind up domestic violence, we bind up terrorism, oh God, whether it be homegrown or abroad, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, as we move into this season of celebrating the Passover lamb, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we're praying right now for souls to be saved. Even this morning, as this word is unveiled and unveiled and go forth, Lord God, we're praying that it not return to your voice, to the do what you please and the purpose for which you sent it. You sent your word to heal our disease and rescue us from destruction, Lord God. So we thank you this morning, Lord God, for your word, Lord God, at the entrance of your word and give it light, Lord God. We thank you for your word that you have sent to revive us and to give us life. And your words were found and we did eat them and we continue to eat them. We continue to stand fast in the liberty with Christ has given us to learn your word, to teach your word, to preach your word, to give your people, Lord God, another level of assurance Lord God. If you said it, you promised it, they can hope in it because it will come to pass, Lord. You want us to know the truth and the truth make us free. So so be it this morning according to your word in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We pray this morning. Give us ears to hear this morning a heart to be conformed to the things of God 
this morning and the mind renewed, oh God, with the, the word of God this morning, Lord God, as our thoughts come in agreement with your will. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, y'all stand by this morning. We're so excited this morning to be before you this morning to share the revelations of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ this morning, his holy word this morning. Oh, we just have so much, y'all, to be thankful for because our God is reigning this morning. He's still on that throne this morning. He has not given up his throne this morning. And so we thank God that every knee is going to bow before him and every tongue is going to confess that he is Lord. We know how this, this thing called the journey of life, we know how it's going to end. Amen. For those who are saved, we're going to be see by our crown and forever be with the Lord. For those who are not, the Bible said that there will be gnashing and gnashing of teeth and they will be eternally separated from God, living in that pit of damnation for eternity. No coming back. Amen. And so as we prepare ourselves, <clears throat> amen, as, as forerunners for the Lord this morning, carrying forth the gospel message, which is the good news of the gospel, just like John did, just like the word was in the beginning, just like God spoke in the beginning. All these forerunners gone before us, the major prophets, the minor prophets, all of these these elders and hallelujah, these folks who, these apostles and, and ambassadors for Christ, evangelists, many, many forerunners that are going forth as John did being a voice that God can use, lending our voice to God to be able to prepare people for the second coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, just like other voices prepare people for the first coming. Amen. And we receive salvation because of the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're praying and hoping that others will prepare themselves through our witness. Amen. Our effective witness for what is yet to come. Amen. And so we give God praise and glory this morning. All right, then. Well, let's get into the word this morning. We're still dealing with the revelations of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on this fine, outstanding Friday morning, April the 15th, 2022, as we are striving and aiming and building a future of optimal overall wellness this morning, physical wellness, spiritual wellness this morning, emotional wellness, financial wellness, uh, occupational wellness, environmental wellness, and social wellness, amen. And I heard last night in, in the teaching, intellectual wellness, amen. And you know, this is not conclusive, just those areas, but God wants to bless the whole person, amen. Amen. And so we receive everything that God wants us to have, things that were written for our learning. Amen. That we may know him, that we may be able to pursue uh, that that has been given to us by our uh, sovereign God and creator, that inalienable right for the pursuit of happiness, life and liberty that has been given to every breathing, moving creature on this earth by God Almighty of blessing the sovereign God and creator. So we thank the Lord this morning for wellness, amen, that we may be able to enjoy everything that pertains to life and godliness that God has set before us. We consider a blessing from the Lord this morning for our good, for our benefit, and we forget not all of his benefits, all of his precious promises belong to the believer, amen. And so we give God praise for that. And so this morning, again, we're going to be speaking uh, on the creating of prayer culture for God before we pray again. Uh, 
proof that one really loves God. The, the test that we've been dealing with uh, is it's helping us to pass the test of life based on what's written in the word, not just what I think and what people say or what I hear, but things that are written in the word for our learning. And this test was about having a clean heart. Amen. Everything clean starts with what is clean. And if our hands are clean, whatever we touch is going to be clean because our hands are clean. If our heart is pure, then everything come out of our heart is going to be pure. Amen. And so God's word has that effect on us. It, 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 it sanctifies, it consecrates, it purifies, it justifies, it makes us whole because it's so powerful, it's so quick, it's so sharp. When it goes in, it penetrates, it has two edges, it cuts asunder between the dividing of soul and spirit and bone and marrow. And it is a discerner where there's a separation in the inside of man, you know, that part, that deep, deep craving part of man, that core, they say, the deep depths of the spirit of man down in the soulish realm where there are things that we don't want to just automatically release because if we had the capability to release things and release ourselves from things, we had no need for the word or no need for God. We would need a sword, amen, to penetrate, amen, to those things and discern those thoughts and intents that are buried deep within our very being, amen. So thank God, my God, for the word of God as as, as Paul wrote in the Hebrew Bible, in the, in, in, the, in the book of Hebrews in the Bible, chapter 4, verse 12 of the King James Bible, about the word of God is so powerful and so quick and so sharp. So we thank the Lord for cutting us free this morning. We thank the Lord for uh, putting in us a clean heart and renewing within us a right and a step past fast spirit amen and we thank the lord causing us to know wisdom in our inner man and inner and truth in our innermost being this morning and so we give god all the praise the glory and the honor this morning for being able to pass this test this morning so we're going to pick up verse 19 this morning and try to finish that up we're about getting to the end of this chapter so we're going to deal with verse 19 this morning which says and hereby we know that we are of the truth amen we're talking about sanctifying truth moral and ethical truth amen based on god's holiness and not man's holiness amen god's righteousness not man's righteousness god's peace god's joy things of the spirit we're talking about this morning that cannot be <coughs> comprehended by mere mortal man Amen. In his understanding, amen, it is limitless. But I thank God that his word, is, is the knowledge is so high and so great. David said, I just can't comprehend it because it's so infinite, you know, and we're so finite and God's wisdom is infinite. Amen. And so it never has a beginning and it never has an end. It's just truth. Amen. And we want to be able to speak it in love without compromise. It's the infallible, unadulterated word of God. There's no private interpretation. There's no adding to or taking from. It just stands all alone. Amen. And now we're about it, faith, hope, and love. But it says these three, out of these three, the greatest is love. So the truth must be spoken in love without compromise in order for it to set captives free. Amen. And then he goes on to say here in, in in, in the precept A of this, this verse, it says, shall assure our hearts before him. And so he's talking about love assures the truth. Amen. When you're dealing in love, it assures the truth because and I'm telling you, love is so unconditional. It's agape love. Now, that's real love. You have other love out there, but that agape love is what Jesus gave us. Amen. That unmerited favor, nothing that we could do to earn it because he is the way, the truth, and the life. 
Amen. And so we need him. And it says love satisfies our conscience, you know, because it goes so deep. It goes deep into the conscience and frees us, sanctifies what's there that needs to be sanctified, purifies what's there, makes everything whole and well from within. Amen. Because it's not what goes in that defiles a man, but it's what, what comes out of him. When, when that time arises where you need to speak something, say something, do something, hopefully we've hidden enough word in our hearts. Amen. That we don't sin against God in our words and in our deeds. But whatever comes out of our heart, it pertains to life and God based on the precious promises of God. Not some stuff that I just created in my own understanding, my own wisdom. He warned us about that. He called it a hypocrite and a viper that do that. Go about creating your own righteousness, which is no righteousness at all. You know, he said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. They go about spreading that stuff. We have the same thing going on today. 4,400 different denominations out there spreading a gospel. But it's not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, and, and there, it's out there. That's, that's the, you, can go, you can go Google that and research that. There, last time I did, it was 4,400 different denominations out there, meaning divisions of, 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 against the truth. Or, or some may know the truth, but they may add a little bit to it or take a little bit from it but there's all these 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 different denominations out there which means divided against something what is it divided against well the word of God is, is the one thing that matters what you do for God is what matters so nothing else matters so whatever you're divided against amen it's against the deity of Jesus Christ because there's no salvation in no other name but Jesus Christ there's no other way he said I'm the way the truth and the life nobody else comes to the father but by me so that sure sell it right there but why do we look for another? As, as John told, why they, they, why do we go look for another? Is he the one, John? Is he the one that you that you was telling us about that you baptized under repentance in his name? Yes, John said, go find out, go ask him, tell him I sent you. And when the messages came back, yeah. He was the one. So John said, well, my job is finished here. They can behead me. They can do whatever they're going to do to me. I've done my job. I've been that voice crying in the wilderness. I've been that forerunner carrying that message. So my job is done. Now Jesus kicks in and he does his job. And we got to kick in and do our job until the day of salvation. Amen. And so that's what it's all about. And so we see there, love is what assures the truth, and love it satisfies the conscience, that longing inside of us for purpose. And Amen. And God has created us with the purpose, Amen. And we pursue that purpose this morning as forerunners, getting the message out, preparing people, letting them know that there is a second coming. He's coming back for His church, His bride, without spot, without wrinkle. Let's deal with the spots and wrinkles while we have breath in our bodies. Let's get sanctified. Let's get purified. Let's let love continue to cover multitudes of faults. We let, let's let love conditions our hearts and prove to God based on what's written in the word that we do know him because we help the brethren that don't know him know him in love. Amen. Without compromise. So assurance, we said, uh, is basically spiritual assurance. And we said that type of assurance, spiritual assurance, is also known as the witness of the spirit. You know, that, that, that assurance. OK, we're talking about forerunners here. And so the truth is that forerunner. The word of God is that forerunner. And it comes through the, wit the witness of the spirit. OK, because he's the spirit of truth. Remember, God sent us a comforter, paracletos to walk alongside of us, to remind us of the truth. He said, we say we don't need nobody to teach us anything. Really, they say for the spirit of truth. OK, that's who that's who the Holy Ghost is helping us. He's the spirit of truth that was. <coughs> sent from the father as a promise to his people 
to help us in these dark times is a this really came from a Protestant Christian doctrine. Amen. As we know it today, that states that the inner witness of the Holy Spirit allows the Christian, the Christ like believer, the disciple of today and of then and, and tomorrow to know that. They are justified, justified by faith, faith in Jesus Christ, faith in his finished work on the cross, paid the price for us. Amen. And I gave you some uh, links there where you can look that up for yourself and read it yourself. So I gave you five uh, assurances uh, that I picked up out of the Bible. Amen. Again, through research, you can do the same thing, but I'm giving you the links where you can verify that. Uh, and I have no copyrights to it. I just uh, subscribe to it and, it and it it answered a lot of things for me that I believe leave according to the word because it's documented that way. So lessons are on assurance presents five different types of Bible studies and passages that you know that says that these were God's promises us and we can be assured of them. Number one, we're assured of salvation. We're assured of answered prayer when we pray in the name of Jesus according to his word. Victory over sin. Jesus came and gave us victory over sin. It no longer dominates us. Even though we're sinners saved by grace, we still sin and fall short. But we have repentance. We can repent and ask God to forgive us. And the Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive those who ask him and cleanse us of all our unrighteousness according to the book of 1 John chapter 1 verse 7 through 9 of the King James Bible. And then it says, also assured of forgiveness. All we have to do is ask God. He will forgive us of our sins. And for guidance, okay? The Holy Ghost directs our, our, our steps. The Holy Ghost directs us in the path of truth. <coughs> he helps us to walk in that that assurance, amen. And then the Bible gave us a scripture that we kind of bounced off of yesterday, uh, this this assurance thing. It's out of the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 22 of the King James Bible. And we also heard someone read in their comments, uh, you know, verse 23 and probably 24. But the whole chapter is a blessing. But I just kind of focused on to get to the point, to bring out the point to better illustrate assurance uh, verse 22 of the book of Hebrew chapter 10, the King James Bible. And it reads, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance, not half assurance, a third assurance, partly assured, but he said in full assurance of faith, the faith that we preach in love, which is the word of God. Okay, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God, according to the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 17, the King James Bible. And without faith, we can't please God. Hebrews 11 and verse 6, any man that come to God must first believe that God is who he say he is. God going to do what he said he's going to do. Those who diligently seek after him, my God, he will reward them. He will, he will give them, uh, amen, what he promised. It says, with our heart sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. The word is that pure water, that living water. Same water that Jesus gave the woman at the well when he encountered her and told her, if you drink of this water right here, sister, I promise you, you will never thirst again. And so it is today with us that same living water, amen, that will purify our hearts this morning, which is the word of God. Amen. And so we thank the Lord this morning. Amen. For those levels uh, of assurance that he's assured us. Amen. Of what he has promised us. Amen. He would do. That's what God would do. And we see it's based on the word. And uh, the last scripture we went over yesterday uh, came out of the book of Colossians, chapter two, verse two of the King James Bible. So by way of continuing to review here a little bit, I hit on that verse. It says that their hearts might be conformed 
being knit together in love. So conformed to what? Uh, I mean, confident, I'm sorry, confident by what? By the strength of God's spirit of truth. You know, he's going to reveal the truth to us in that time of despair, that time we're hurting, that time we've suffered the loss of a loved one, or we have been set back in any way, any physical way, spiritual way, emotional way, financial way, occupational way, you know, environmental way, social way. There's a lot of these things, intellectually, there's a lot of these things that we get hit with all the time because we live in an imperfect world where all these systems <coughs> in the world were created by man, not by the wisdom of God or with the wisdom of God in mind. They just created because there's some smart people out there. There's some people that want to make their own way. Amen. Which is sometimes not the way of God or to God, but the way from God. That's why he said, be in this world, but not of this world. Be your sojourner passing through. You know, let the foundation that you build your house on be the foundation that God told Peter he would build his church upon and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Meaning the gospel of Jesus Christ, who he is, that foundational knowledge, amen, that was taught by the apostles and the prophets where there's no greater foundation that has been laid than that, that teaching where Jesus is the chief cornerstone and except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. And so, amen. And so Colossians there says that, you know, that we might be confident being knit together in love unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding. You know, we ask God for wisdom. We get wisdom. Who give, He gives it to us liberally. But then he's saying, all you get and get understanding so that we'll be able to properly apply it to our lives to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of the Christ. In other words, we keep seeking God until the revelation unfolds and, and is revealed to us. We, 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 we often say that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's in the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 17, the King James Bible, as we stated earlier. And what that word hearing means, it means a springing forth. You know, and he said, until we come into the acknowledgement of the mystery, that word mystery means secret things that God only share with those who seek after him with all their heart. Everybody don't get the revelation because sometimes they have the wrong motive. They have the wrong intent. They give you a scripture, man, but they come right back and beg for money, you know, and so the scripture becomes an affront to them to set them up or set you up or whoever so that they can beg money and it sounds like they know the word but they have not had the revelation revealed to them because if you listen long enough you'll see how the conversation shifts away from you being free to you being broke you know because it, it does what they said it's going to do it, it does not come back void and if they give it to you and you heard it now they come back and say okay now you give to me for what you heard Aggressively begging you for your money And sometimes they attach Say you're going to be blessed with this You're going to be blessed with that You know And so instead of freeing you It just makes you broke It frees you of your hard earned money You know that filthy lucre That love of money Which is the root of all evil Well the word helps you to be able to Acknowledge this thing That God wants you to know the truth You see He even warns us of the love of money What effect it will have on us It's the root of all evil He even warned us about filthy lucre He even warned us Okay About harlots That when the wolf come they flee See all that's the truth right there Now God don't have a problem with you having money He has a problem with you loving it more than you love him who is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Money can be just like anything else. You can idolize it. You can put it before God. You can make it your God. The Bible even calls it the God of this world that have blinded many. You can't serve two masters. You're going to love one and hate the other. You can't serve money and serve man and serve God. You can't do it. 
The Bible said mammoth. You can't do it. Anything that you put before God, it's an idol. And he said, you should have no idols before me. You should worship no other God besides me. And so we can't let money with a, with a, with a, you know, with a, you know, with an influence on us that takes us and pulls us away from God. Well, that's the same thing with any material accumulation of things that are going to be eaten by moth and rust and broken in and stolen. We got to lay some things up in our heavenly account that cannot be stolen, broken in and stolen easily and can't be eaten by moth and rust. You know, that 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 gold that God gives. OK, that silver that God gives. OK. Which is the word of God. That's the riches right there that we that we have from God. And those blessings from God, they are plenty, they're full, they're nothing broken, missing, or lacking. They get the job done. You know, they're permanent. We don't lose them, we don't squander them, because when God blesses, we bless. You know, and he says he added no sorrow to his blessings. You know. And it got nothing to do with no luck. And he says, you know. Uh, acknowledgement of the mysteries of God. In other words, God bless who he want to bless. Sometimes people look at it and say, man, they ain't did nothing. Well, you don't know what's in that person's heart. And plus, God get to choose who he want to bless and how he want to bless and how much he want to bless them. You know, it's not for us to say. <clears throat> and of the Father and of the Christ. So whatever happens here with these, this acknowledgement of these mysteries the Father is supported by what the Son has done, the Son of the Father and the Holy Ghost of them. And they're all kind of working together there. So there is no division among them. They are the Godhead body. They're the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They're all working in unison, perfect unison, perfect harmony. There's no accusation that can be made against one because if you make one against one, you're making it against all of them. And so there is no division there, you know. They, they were all forerunners of something that God wanted to do. And it first started with God before the foundation of the world, that plan. And the Spirit ran with that plan. And the Son came and redeemed that plan once it got separated from God. Always, we were assured of God's plan is going to stand forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. They all did it by the word. Jesus even became the word of God incarnate made flesh. To be able to give a personification of what the Father looked like. Nobody had seen him. But for those witnesses who saw Jesus, he said, when you see me, you see my Father. Because my Father and I are one. And even when I finish my earthly mission, mission and go back to him to be your high priest intercessor to intercede for you, I'm going to send you the promise of the Father, which is the Holy Ghost. I'm going to pray to my Father that he send you the comforter, the helper, the counselor, the wonderful counselor. You know, I'm going to send you him. That's even the spirit of truth. So you'll continue to get a good dose of the truth throughout eternity, you know. And so they got all the bases covered and we just trust them. <clears throat> Amen. And so he goes on to say in the book of First Thessalonians, chapter one, verse five of the King James Bible, for our gospel came not by or came not unto you in word only. And that's a little W there, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost. And in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. Now, notice the position here after he says in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance. See, up until that point, they had word, may not have understood it, may not have had understanding. So they struggled with applying it. Then he says, also in power. <clears throat> so he's telling you, not by your strength, not by your might, not by just power alone, 
and in the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> See, that's spiritual power now. And in much assurance. So you see the increase there when the Holy Ghost comes on the scene? You get much assurance than just some assurance by the words you had before, by the power you was able to, you was able to come up with. Now he takes you to another level of faith. He says, and in the Holy Ghost. Remember, he makes the difference. He's the spirit of truth. He is the paracletos. He is our help sent from God. He is the promise of the Father. The one going to teach us all things that bring everything back to our mind. He's going to be that guide to guide us as he comes alongside of us and directs us. And he says, and that brings increase. That brings much assurance to you, an abundance of it, blessed assurance. Okay. As ye know <coughs> what manner of men we were. So now it gets revealed when there becomes much assurance. And the Holy Ghost started to show you things that were, things that are, and things that's going to be. He opens our eyes and enlightens us. That gives us much assurance, my God, that God is who he said he was. He's who he is right now, and he's who he's going to be. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. Okay? And he said, among men, he said, men of, of men, uh, we were among you for your sake. <clears throat> and so Paul is, is letting them know here. That it was for your sake that Christ sent me to you with this message, with this letter, with this epistle. Because y'all were probably going about this, this journey in life the wrong way. You probably was in the world and trying to be a part of the world. You know, but God had to reveal some, some things to you through the Spirit so that you might have much assurance that He is who He say He is. He's coming back again, you know. I'm, I'm just a forerunner to let you know this ain't the end of it. This is the beginning of it. <clears throat> Take heed. Take heed for what you're learning, what you're hearing. And then he goes on to say in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12 of the King James Bible, for, the, for thee which cause I also suffer these things. Okay, now this is, this is Paul's writing to Timothy. Now he's telling Timothy now about why he suffered these things among them for their sake. Now, nevertheless, I am not ashamed for I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Remember, we're talking about forerunners preparing for the second coming. There is that day of salvation unto the Lord. But then there's that day of the Lord Jesus Christ when he shall return. And the Bible says he might come suddenly like a thief in the night. So we got to live our life today or at least start living our life today in light of eternity. We got to occupy till he come like it's our last day. You know, I love that about Paul. He says, whom I have believed and am persuaded. So it's something after you come to the Lord and believe he's who he say he is and he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Now I got to get myself so fortified in the truth that I become fully persuaded in the spirit of my mind. In other words, my mind still got to be renewed to the things of God. Even though all the old stuff been passed away, now I got to put something back in this house that's been swept clean. You know, I got to be converted. I got to be renewed in the things of God. Why? Because there's a possibility of recidivism that's going, I'm going to go right back, back to the slop, back to the pig pen of life and pick up where I left off at. And if I don't put something new in there, some new furniture, some new things in my, some new, some new truths, some new ways of doing things based on what God said his way so he can add some things to me. He said that them demons are going to come back. The, the, the spirit that left is going to come back with seven more spirits worse than the ones that left. 
And there are, there are lots of our brothers and sisters who find themselves in that situation. They get to the church, they get saved, they're so excited, they believe you, call them up, minister to them, and, and give them an invitation. They are excited at that moment, man, the power of God on them. They get saved, and no sooner than they leave, man, they're going to find them a joint, some marijuana, a pipe. They go right back out there doing what they were doing because they think once saved, always saved. They forget all about the conversion. They forget all about, <clears throat> you know, getting, reaching that point of maturity where you become fully persuaded that he is able to keep that which have been committed unto him against that day. And that's in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12 King James Bible. This is Paul's instruction to Timothy, his son now in the gospel. But I want to make sure Timothy get this right. Why? Because Timothy going to be up against a lot of traditional people, a lot of older people, elders in the church, people who probably been in their well before Timothy was born. And Paul is getting ready to release him to be a bishop of the church. Paul want to make sure he fortify him to be able to walk in this charge that's on his life now to carry forth the gospel you know and so we go on here in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 again verse 22 of the King James Bible he said let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water you know uh, in the book of 1 John chapter 2 verse 3 of the King James Bible says and Hereby we know, okay, when, when, when Hebrews 10.22 just took place, he says, And hereby we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Now, we've been wise, so we're going to move forward, you know what I'm saying, with, 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 with clean hands and a pure heart. You know, that's what the test is. We're able to do it now. Because we know the truth and the truth has made us free. We've been renewed. We've been regenerated by the word of God. We've been washed with new water now which the word is symbolic of water. And in the book of 1 John chapter 3, verse 19 of the King James Bible, it says this, And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. That's what the truth does. Now remember, it, it, love does what? Love uses the truth. You know, love satisfies the, con the, the conscience because it's spoken in truth. What God gave us is like a love letter in truth, there's no lies in the word of God. There's, there's condemnation for liars. And everything else that's not of God, he warns what's going to happen to it. But he does not use lies to do that to convince anybody. He uses the truth to call you out, to tell you, I know what's in your heart. I know what's in your thoughts afar. <clears throat> in order to warn us of what's going to happen if we continue that way. The wages of sin is death to give to God's eternal life. We now know that these things are sin because he gave us his commandments. He tells us that, that, that that's sin. That's falling short. That's missing the mark. Why you continue after you save by the truth to sin, you know? And he's talking about willfully, you know, premeditated, you know, you know, deliberately, knowing it before you do it and still do it. So that's the difference in someone who just you know, just commit, did a wrong, you know, and they was convicted and they said, Lord, forgive me, you know. That, that's the, that's, see, that's the benefit we have from God, who is faithful and just to forgive us if we ask him. It's not a license, though, for me to go out here and just do things because I know the word said he will, he's faithful and just to forgive me. <clears throat> and so in the book of First John, chapter 4, verse 13, the King James Bible says this, Hereby know we that we dwell in him. That word dwell means like we, we don't just stop by occasionally. We don't just show up on Christmas. 
We don't just show up on our Easter Sunday with our Easter outfit. But no, we continue to dwell there in that safe place, that safe haven, that place being prepared for us, which is a place of belonging to a one that owns you, sort of like a slave. Yeah, we're slaves to Christ Jesus, or we should be. Paul said, I'm a slave to him now. So if we're a slave to him, we're a slave to the truth and not to the lies. You know, he owns us. He paid for us. He bought us with a price. We belong to him. And I don't mind being a slave to Jesus Christ. I dread being a slave to anybody else or to any other system that's more important to me than him. You know, especially the God of this world when we have Jehovah Jireh, our provider, that's going to take care of his slaves, the ones he owns. You're never going to be without any good or beneficial thing because the Lord is our shepherd and we shall not want. You know, he even makes us lie down in green pastures. He even causes us to be by still waters. Even in the, in the, in the valley of the shadow of death, he prepares the table before us, before our enemies, that we can still have fellowship and communion with him even though we've been attacked. This is one of the things that jumped out at me the first week or so when there was invasion in, in Ukraine. How those people worship God. How they talk so much about God. They still do right now. Because God had prepared a table right there in the presence of their enemies for them. In the valley of the shadow of death. And so he says right there, hereby we know that we dwell in him and he in us because he had given us of his spirit. Now notice what he said, of his spirit, okay? In other words, God gives it to us in proportion based on how much faith we have. Meaning that constantly every day he's bathing us in the spirit. He's washing us in the spirit. Why? Because the Bible says that the flesh perishes day by day. But the spirit of God is renewed day by day. So he gives the spirit to us in proportion to as we add to our faith virtue, as we add to our faith patience, you know, as we're growing, as the spirit of God continues to develop in us, continues to increase in us, the power continues, the wisdom continues. You know, that's what we talk about. God has set us as gifts in the body for the perfecting of the saints, the building them up for the work of ministry. So it's like a process and it's supposed to start from the time you got saved until the time God comes and redeems us to himself, you know. That's why I say we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. We endure to the end to see what it's going to be to be saved. So it's given in, in proportion, you know, because there's work that we need to do. And God gives us the proportion of his spirit to be able to do that work. I like that about God because he knows how to ration it out to us because he knows our thoughts and our intents and our motives ahead of time. And so sometimes people be saying, boy, if I had more of the spirit, if I had more faith, if I had more of this. Well, you got to let God, you know, deal it out to you, man, based on what he know you're able to do. Because that, that principle works both ways. He's not going to put any more on you he know you can bear. Well, it's the same thing with, with faith and with portions of his spirit. You know, because if you got, if you became too powerful, your head will swell. You might thank you all of this. You'll be talking about all these gifts you got. I prophesy, I speak in tongues. I can do this. I can do that. I can interpret dreams. You know, some folk go crazy with stuff sometimes. And so God says, you know, you know, giving us of his spirit. 
And that's for the purpose that God gives it to us for is the only reason he gives it to us for that purpose. Sometimes we try to use it for other purposes. And he goes on in the book of uh, 1 John as we move to close here. Uh, 1 John chapter 5 verse 10 of the King James Bible. He says, he that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave us of his son. Good God Almighty. I, 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 ain't, I can't tell you that. That's so plain. That's so clear, man, right there. But we're going to hear that scripture some more because that's where we're going when we finish up this chapter here. You know, it's like he's just walking us ahead right here, giving us a vision of a head. So let's do this last verse here as a reminder. We're going to end right here. He says, and hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. That's in the book of first John, chapter three, verse 19, the King James Bible, just bringing it back to where we started. So, Father, we thank you this morning. We praise you this morning. We give you glory. We give you honor. Lord God, for your word this morning, for your word of assurance. <clears throat> Lord, we have assurance of salvation. We have assurance of answer prayer. We have assurance, Lord God, of eternal life. We have assurance of our sins being forgiven. We have assurance of the spirit of truth to guide us into all truth, Lord. We thank you for how you have distributed to us, God, portions of your spirit to be able to be wise as serpents, to be able to be wise in all of our understanding. To be able to understand the wisdom of God, how to apply it to our lives. We thank you, Lord God, for assuring us, Lord God, that we are blessed. We are blessed, blessedly assured that you are faithful who promised. And we thank you as we embrace your promises, as we embrace what you are unveiling to us, God, for our learning. That we may know that we have eternal life through Jesus Christ. That we may know the will of the Father that is taught to us through what is written. That we may continue to prepare ourselves, God, and work toward a better future, a brighter future ahead. One of, of building optimal overall wellness, physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially, occupationally, Lord God, environmentally, Lord God, and socially, even intellectually, oh God. That we may know the truth and that truth may continue to guide us into all truth, into all wisdom and all knowledge about our God as you continue to unveil the revelation of Jesus Christ to us as we study your word. We pray now, God, that it would expand to others, oh God, that they too will hunger and thirst for your righteousness that they may be filled. Now, Lord, let the truth go forth and make the captives free. Open the blind eyes. Set at liberty those that are brute. We give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor right now for that blessed assurance that we stand on your word, God, the sure foundation, the sure prophecies of God. And we give you praise for it. We give you glory for it. In Jesus' name, we pray to the God above who hear prayers and answer them and show us great and mighty things. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, then. We're going to go right to our comments. Amen. Uh, we'll start with uh, Pastor Eric and Pastor Phoebe and followed by our ministers. Amen. All right, then.